Welcome back to Real and Raw with Ben Taylor. I'm excited to be with you here today. I'm actually recording this a day late uh, just because over this past weekend, I had the opportunity of going out to Denver, Colorado and learning a new modality that I'm hoping to bring to my clients and the people that I serve that's dealing with emotional trauma and how to actually process that, how to actually work through it. And so I had the awesome opportunity of being in a two and a half day training, just diving into what this actually looks like, how to be able to help people through their mind, body, and soul in muscle testing to be able to get to the place where they're healing past traumas, sometimes even traumas that they've never even known about or realized that were actually there. But when they clear it, they're able to actually get healed in a way that they've never been healed before. And one of the things that came up is while I was there, I actually talked and brought up the whole piece of who I work with, which is the majority of times women that are in narcissistic abusive relationships. And they realized, and one of the ladies that talked to me there about it said, part of the biggest piece is actually helping people go back to that early wound. Like early on where there's like this wound that has happened inside the relationship with maybe a parent, maybe with a, a friend, but something early on that's actually changed their perspective and identity of who they actually want to be with. And it's almost like they have a, this image of who they want to be with, what life needs to look like, the person that they want to be with, etc. And whenever you go back and you work on changing that initial image, like healing it, that's when the toxic person in their life becomes very unattractive. Like isn't someone that they even feel a pull to anymore because of the fact that they've actually worked on healing the stuff that's inside. So that was a, a unique and an awesome revelation just out there. I was just throwing in here at like a minute, 52 seconds into the, the podcast today. Uh, but one thing that was just really amazing to be able to hear, see, and experience while being out there in uh, Colorado learning a lot of this stuff. So there's a lot of different things that we're going to be growing and figuring out and, and moving forward and how to actually incorporate different things to help people heal faster to help them clear out trauma and process things even faster. So that's going to be a piece that I might mention that and I might bring that into more of the podcast today. But as of right now, that's why we're recording it uh, a day later than normal. Uh, that's all that that's all that it is. Okay. So there's also a piece with what I do and what I do inside of this podcast is it's getting on here and it's being able to show and explain what God is doing in my life through a process called stacking. And if you don't know anything about stacking, but is this place of a mental rewiring process of my thought process of what is actually showing up and changing on a thought process on a day-to-day -day basis. And so each day I step into this modality called stacking where I rewire the thoughts that I have and what's actually showing up for me. The time of this recording, I've done close to almost 1800 stacks in the past like two, two and a half years. And inside of this process, it's radically transformed my thought process. It's radically transformed my mindset. So each week, I'm actually stepping in and going and reviewing stacks that happened for the past week and just sharing my shit, just like sharing what's actually going on inside, what's actually happened over the past week, and hopefully giving you an opportunity to be able to just step into your own thoughts, your own emotions, your own feelings, to be able to say, what's actually there? What do I need to work on? So I started into one, this is back on the 20th, uh, started into one, and it's the title of it's called Developing Inner Trust. And there's been this theme in working with different uh, counselors and therapists recently where I've been noticing this theme that keeps coming up of me actually trusting in God, like being able to rest in his arms and being able to say, hey, I don't actually understand everything. And this is a big piece that has to be letting go for me. 
uh, recently talked about this in a group session with a couple of guys where we were talking through this piece of like wanting to be in control. And that's a huge piece that's inside narcissistic personality disorder and just narcissists in general. It's like, I wanna be in control of the situation. I wanna be in control of other people's feelings and emotions so that I don't have to feel other people's feelings and emotions. And so it's interesting because in this process, control has to be let go. And inside of this control being let go, there's also this piece of resting and trusting that has to happen. And so I wrote in here, I'm slowly developing a deeper and deeper reliance on God as I break down the walls, barriers, and thoughts that have been keeping me from doing this on my own and from looking to my own strength. I keep breaking down the things that need to be broken down so that I can be reborn as a man that is committed and dependent on God in all things. I know that this is the next level that I need to be able to rely on giving God my all. So he stepped into the stack just like saying, hey, this is what is going on. This is what needs to happen. And so inside of this, it walks through the just the, the session that I have. Uh, it said, yesterday we, we had work on giving up a lot of things, releasing things that will hold on me and things that I do not need in my life. I know that there is one of stubbornness that was attached to me. There's a couple other things as well. We were supposed to go back to six to seven years old and forgive some friends. And so there's a lot of different things that came up, different pieces that came up. And it was super interesting because one of the people that came up was actually a childhood friend that was a friend for a period of time. Then it turned into more of a covert affair. It was a, it was a romantic interest that we just kept from our parents, right? Um, and, and there was this piece here that I had a dream about her like the day before, uh, the day before, and I was like, okay, this is weird. I haven't thought about this person in a long time. This is before I knew my wife. Like, this is before even like college, and then it even went into college a little bit. But like, I was just like, what is going on? But it came up in a dream, and then it came up in the the session. And I was like, this is really weird. Like, why is this even here? And so in the session, we talked through, okay, do I need to forgive her? And as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, no, I didn't really need to forgive her. I actually need to forgive myself in how I showed up in that relationship. And in looking back, that relationship had a giant sense and a giant piece of control. There was a piece that I felt that my love for her was shown by control. So a lot of times I'll use the example of like, narcissists view love as being control. Well, that's because that's how I viewed it. Like that's what I thought love actually was. It was me being controlling of the other person and that signifying and that showing, oh, that I actually care because I was controlling the other person. So it was interesting because I realized there had to be this piece of forgiveness that had to happen of me being able to release the emotional hold of that control. Like I had to forgive myself for the control and the manipulation that I'd brought to that friendship and then later on relationship. But that was a piece that came up. And so there is also this interesting piece of thinking through that there is this barrier. There is this piece that was like holding me back. I'm trying to see if I actually wrote this down. I don't think I actually did. So writing it down in the stack, there was, okay, here it is. It was a big wall, okay? So in my mind, I'm thinking through this piece of control and it shows up in my mind, if I'm like imagining it, it shows up in my mind as this giant wall. Like it's this big wall that stretches from one side as far as I can see to the other side as far as I can see. Almost like if you look at the globe, it'd be like this giant wall that goes all the way around the globe. Like that's how intense this wall is. And it's this piece of like, oh, there's something here that's holding me back. Like there's something that was built by a semblance of control inside of my own life. And so it was interesting. So I wrote here, 
the control aspect that needed me to think and believe that if I lower the wall to my feelings, then I will not be effective at what I do. If I show people what I am feeling, then they will not like it, or I will bring other people's stuff home with me, like all the other people's shit in, in counseling and in, in therapy and working with different people in coaching environments. I'll bring all their stuff back home with me, and like it will not help my family at all. This is a lie, and the wall is just part of my mind that doesn't want to re- get really real and honest about my emotions and about my feelings. Because in all reality, me holding back with my emotions is exactly what's holding me back more and more. I have to be able to step into my emotions and feel more than what I have in the past in order to grow and to rise to be the man that I'm called to be. This piece of stepping into emotions is very, very scary. Recently, I just had a conversation with another guy and it came up with this word of uncomfortable. And when we talk through a piece of uncomfortable, I need you to understand that there's no growth without stepping into uncomfortable. And so me knowing and realizing and seeing and engaging that, hey, I need to step into my emotions in a very public way, that is going to be extremely uncomfortable. But it's what's needed. It's what's required for me to be able to grow and to be effective. But in my mind, I'd constructed this wall. I'd constructed this wall that said, hey, if I keep all my emotions and my feelings behind this wall, then I'll be safe. Then I'll be okay. Let me just construct this wall so that it protects me. And it's super fascinating because in eradicating the wall, there came down this piece of having to engage with emotions and feelings that I hadn't engaged with before, that I hadn't thought about. And oftentimes I viewed this wall and this control piece as being my like safety, like the thing that's going to help me be okay, the thing that's going to help me stay a certain way or act a certain way or be the right person. But in reality, it's just hurting me. It's keeping me from being the man that I want to be. And so there's another piece that stepping into this weekend, it was also stepping into a time where I started stacking uh, my daughter, Sophia. And I started stacking her proactively. And I talked about this inside of a group session as well, about being proactive, about actually working towards, hey, I know this is going to trigger me and I know this is going to frustrate me. So how am I going to plan around it? How am I going to prepare myself for the triggering moment? And how do I deal with it? One of the things that I knew was going to happen going to Colorado is we're going to spend two days uh, going snowboarding, skiing. My wife can't do that currently because she's pregnant. Uh, she wasn't pregnant like back in the day when we scheduled the trip, but um, now we know. And inside of all of this, I know that there's going to be this opportunity to be able to train and work with Sophia in either snowboarding or skiing. She chose skiing. That's what she saw and that's what she wanted to do. So it was awesome. But I knew there's going to be this piece that I'm going to engage with her and she's going to get frustrated. She's going to get annoyed because her personality is very much like mine. If she can't get it right on the first time, she's going to be like, well, screw this. And then she's going to want to stomp off and not do it. And then I'm going to be stuck thinking, I'm never going to snowboard. This is going to be a waste of a trip, waste of money, you know, all this kind of stuff. I knew that there was triggers coming. So instead of waiting for them to spiral me out, I started actually proactively stacking on it. Like I started actually going in and talking through it in my mind of like, what actually matters? Like, what is going to happen when she pisses me off like this? Am I going to lose my cool? Am I going to get upset? And all of this started helping give me a different perspective of the time that I got to spend with her. There's a piece that I'm like, I want her to be able to grow. I want her to be able to do it. I want her to be able to have fun. And it was awesome. But then there was also this piece of, okay, 
if she doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like if she never skis or snowboards or enjoys the time, but would rather lay down the snow and make snow angels, just lay down the snow and make snow angels. And in walking through this, it opened up a different door of connection that I was able to access even before getting there. This piece that said, hey, I can actually engage with her. I can actually have a fun time together and it doesn't have to be results-based. They can just be hanging out. It could just be having a snowball fight because that's what she's seen on TV, but she doesn't get that in Florida. She just gets sand. (laughs) But being able to have the time and the intention to connect with her no matter what was huge. So stepping into it, the first day was probably about 30, 45 minutes. Then she was done. (laughs) The second day was probably close to an hour and she even like skied a little bit like on her own, uh, which is really cool for it being like her second day ever. I mean, really her like maybe third or fourth day ever even seeing snow. Uh, So I was excited. And, you know, hindsight, we could have gotten an instructor that could have helped her a ton because there'd be less maybe pressure. I get it. But instead, it was a really amazing growing experience for me and a connecting experience for her of just being able to engage and being able to spend time together. And that's the piece that I realized is the connection piece matters more than the end result, matters more than us doing or figuring out something, helps more than all aspects. It just helps being us to connect. So it's amazing. And I might talk about that more as I, it's in several different stacks here. Uh, but then we walk into this other piece and this was really convicting. Um, on Friday night, I had an opportunity to be on a, a sales call, um, a call teaching people about sales uh, from a guy who's a Christian. And one of the things is, is the message that was inside there is like, I have to make it all about the people that I'm serving and God will provide. That was like the central core piece. So there's times, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read part of the stack. I've been worried at times about God providing so that I can serve, and it means I have it backwards right now. I need to be able to look at where I am now and see that this is the stage where I have to trust him fully. I have to be willing to let it all go if it is the direction that I need to go. I can work on cutting costs, looking at the budget all over the place, but at the end of the day, I have to make sure that I'm here serving. If I get this confused and out of whack from a calling perspective, then I will lose out completely. God will provide after I step in faith, not before when I'm counting the costs and trying to figure it out on my own. I have to be willing to step into who I am without regards to what will happen. That will only slow me down from being the man that I need to be. How do I, how do I give it all up to make sure that I have the right focus of being able to serve others and that be my main focus? Knowing that all that matters is how I serve and how I show up today. I have to be able to see and understand how to show up 100% for the people that I serve and the people that I want to win. I want them to see the transformation that can happen in their lives. I think this is the opportunity for me to just serve and support more than anything. And it was this piece that came out that was talking through how like I'm on a sales call with someone, like I'm there to serve. Like it's not an accident that that person found my social media, watched a VSL, clicked on a link, filled out an application, scheduled a call. Like there's not this piece of like, oops, like this was a bad a bad person to talk to. No, each person that I'm talking to is someone that is there on purpose because of the pain that they've gone through. Reaching out, raising their hand and saying, help, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to heal. It means in that moment, that person has been sent by God for me to actually serve and work on. 
to help, to assist however I can, no matter what that looks like. And so I have to make sure that my perspective is correct, that I'm focusing on serving the other person. So that was a big piece of what was going on, okay, of, of learning about trusting God, of learning about how I need to show up to my daughter, of learning about all these different pieces here. And so like all of this resonated just a ton. So that was that was on the 20th. Um, then I step into a stack that's talking about Sophia and it's talking about the whole connection piece, how I was referring to. This just dives into it even more. And so there is a whole piece inside of here that it came out to building trust, building relationship with someone takes work. Like determine who you want to invest in. I have to be willing to put in the work and the hard stuff for me to see what needs to change with my connection with others. And that was just really getting clear of, hey, this is who I want to connect with. Like I want to connect with my daughter. So what is this going to look like? Like how am I going to show up in a way that's present, in a way that's connected, in a way that's actually showing up? And the awesome thing is the next day when I was able to stack about it, I was able to say, hey, I think it went really well. Like as I walked into the time spent with her, I handled it well. Like it was good exposure. We had a lot of fun together, but also like I didn't get pissed off. I didn't get upset at her. I didn't like, like all that stuff. Like it was already handled before I walked in. So there's a big piece of the day before feeling like it was a stat. It was a, it was a win you know, is a success, that's the word I was looking for, is a success in how I interacted and how I worked with her. So it was really cool. Uh, it was super interesting because one thing that we didn't think about or plan on was the elevation change. Going from Florida and being at a 98 elevation from sea level to getting off the lift at the top of the mountain and me being at 12,500 feet in like a day's time, was a little intense. Like I was like, this is way more than what I thought. So I bend down and I'm strapping in my snowboard boots and I'm like huffing and puffing. And I'm like, this is new. This is like me gasping at air when I'm not used to this high elevation. We can't talk today. It's okay. Keep rolling. So like inside of all this, it was really interesting just how like the body changes based on the pressure that it's under you know, different level of pressure from 98 to 12,500. And it's fascinating because I see this happen a lot of times in toxic relationships. People's bodies start to break down and fail when they're underneath a high level of pressure, a high level of intensity. All of a sudden they start having issues in their bodies that they've never had before and doctors can never figure out. And so they're constantly trying to figure out and, and beating themselves up like, why can't I figure this out? You're never going to figure it out when you're inside toxicity, when you're inside a toxic environment. So that was one thing that just came up and that was just interesting, um, just the high elevation and everything that was going on there. So then we step into, let's see, it looks like Friday. Um, and Friday, it, a piece of this was talking through meditation. And meditation has always been a theme inside of different stacks. And initially, meditation was this piece where I was like, hey, this is amazing. It's connected. I'm like seeing things, understanding what to do, all this kind of stuff. And I right here, I was like, today meditation was just sitting there. I don't get it sometimes. Why is it back and forth so much? Why isn't there a consistency on what comes out of it or how it sounds or feels? I get confused on why there's not anything that I'm getting from it. What is the reason for that? I thought the other week that the part I missed in meditation was praying at the end of the session. So I did that, and yes, then I assumed meditation would come back to being revelatory, being awesome, but it hasn't. So there's this part that feels frustrated with it. 
I want to be connected experience with God. I want to be able to be more connected inside of meditation than with anything else. Meditation has been one of the biggest things in my life over the past year, and I really want it to continue to grow and develop who I am. So I kind of talked through a piece of this, and the piece that has always come back inside of, hey, I'm not getting all the meditation that I want, has always been God is only going to reveal stuff to me that I can work through, kind of like that I can chew, like bite-sized chunks to be able to actually work through and figure out, okay, this is what's actually going on. This is the man that I need to be. This is the revelation that I have. And so it's almost like he gives me a, a meal and I'm able to eat it and then I have to digest it. And oftentimes I'm like, I finish eating it and I'm like, okay, where's the next one? When in reality it's like, hey, you haven't digested the stuff that I've given you. Like you have to actually work through the stuff that I've told you to do in order to get to this place. And so there's this piece where I still have to come back and release control, right? I have to get to a place where I'm like, hey, he knows best and this isn't me forcing him to give me a certain meditation. This is me just showing up, showing up and saying, hey, I'm here. If you wanna be able to use it, I'm here. And so one thing that was interesting is inside of the training that I had and inside of us talking through mind, body, soul work and energy and frequencies and uh, quantum physics and like you name it. Like there's a lot of stuff that was covered this weekend. Um, inside of all of that, one thing that was interesting is this piece of not being able to turn it off or turn it on. And what was said inside of this is being able to turn it off or turn it on, this like spiritual dynamic or spiritual connection. That's not supposed to be a piece that I have access to turn off or turn on because of the fact that if I can control it, it means that I'm actually more powerful than it. And so this actually came to me as a very comforting thing. Like it came to me as a place of like, wow, like I've been struggling for a little bit with meditation and being frustrated and wanting to beat myself up of like, well, I'm not getting it. What did I do wrong? When a lot of times it's God just saying, hey, take a moment. I still have more to show you. So you just need to chew on that and then I'll give you more after that, which I got that. But then the other part about meditation that came up was just this whole piece of, hey, like you can't turn it on and off. And I'm like, yeah, I can't. Like they'll have one day of amazing meditation. The next day it's like crickets. And I'm like, well, this is dumb. Why am I meditating? And so inside of this, it actually came as an encouragement because the idea that I could actually turn on and off God uh, really isn't very accurate with him being separate and being better than me and being holy, sovereign. Like, like when it just boils down to it, I, I don't have that power. I don't have that effect on him. And so it kind of got to the place of like, hey, meditation can open up or meditation can close. It doesn't have to be based on me or based on, you know, if you got this or if you didn't get this. So this was kind of interesting because I have this dialogue inside the stack about meditation. Um, there's this part where I mentioned here, there's this part of me that thinks I'm not just hearing. So inside of meditation, because you're always speaking. But even when I write that, I don't know that that's true. Not in a bad way, but just in a way of, I don't know if you're always even need to speak in order to be heard. There can be many times that I am here and participating inside of meditation and it is just there for me to experience connection and presence with you. Why do I always have to hear? What is the pressure that I'm putting on myself? Answer again back, very good questions. Otherwise, you then start to rank and view what you get out of meditation. And I was like, like this one's good and I got a lot of it or this one was bad, etc. Yes. There's also part of it becoming normal and then becoming numb. Inside of the stack, it hasn't become numb. 
It has felt like maybe on occasions, but that is rare. Inside of here, I'm able to connect and work through things like never before. But when I don't get something out of meditation, I need to resist the fact that it doesn't mean I'm getting less or that my connection is not there at all. It just means it's coming through in a different way. Yes, would become numb if you heard from me daily in the same powerful way. At times, I don't hear from you because I mess it up. I'm stressing too much about it and distracted and not able to hear. Yes, but less than what you think. I'm not upset or mad at you when you do not hear. I'm still here and will keep saying the same message until you get it. It's not like you only have one shot to hear the message. I know that you are receptive and want the message, so I know that you will hear it. But sometimes it might just be a matter of time. I said that's comforting. I do feel like I know and realize a lot of the times that hearing it more than once. I don't do this just to be stubborn, but like Joseph said, it's a part of me that is encouraged because it's doubled up by multiple instances of it. It's like confirmation. And so like inside of this, like it came out of this piece that like God confirms like the next steps. Like he's going to be able to show what's next, how to be able to move forward, like every single time. And I have to be willing to accept that, to see that and to continue running forward with it, which moves us into our last stack that I'll probably get a chance to go into, which is talking about my reliance on God. Like inside of this, there's an interesting piece. And I've heard this from people inside of fitness and I haven't really experienced it. I'm starting to experience it now in a couple of different ways. But it's this idea of like the more that I train, the more that I get stronger, the more that I get more fit, the less fit I feel. And so you you look at people that are in uh, different industries of, you know, weightlifting, bodybuilding, body sculpting, like all different things that are there that people are like, oh, this is amazing. They look amazing. And a lot of those people have a lot of insecurity because as they continue to grow and get better in what they're competing in, they also start becoming more critical of what they actually look like. And so like, there's this piece where I'm like, I feel like I'm failing sometimes. Like I feel like no matter what I do, I'm investing a lot of time, energy, and money, and it's not paying off the way that I'd want it to. Like it's not helping me open up like the direction that I actually want to go. So inside of all of this, is this piece of the more I meditate, it seems like the less I get. Uh, the more I work out, it feels like the less, uh, less, less progress I have. There's this piece that's almost like hardwired into us of being like critical, of looking and being like, wow, it would be amazing if I could actually do this, but I'm not actually doing this. And so inside of all this, it came to a place of just understanding and releasing that I don't have to have these wins every single day. Like, I don't have to make this most amazing piece every single day, but life is about the next step. Like, there's always going to have its challenges. There's always going to have these different pieces that are like holding me back. But like being able to move through life, no matter what, like being able to move past the distractions, the frustrations, like that's all that it comes down to is just moving forward one step at a time. This particular day, one of the pieces that came up was like, hey, I need to rest. Like I need to actually just invest in the time in my life to start reducing the complexity in my life to be effective, to be like directionally in the right direction that I actually need to be. So this is just super interesting because the more I stack, the more I actually work through my thought process, the more my mindset changes me, the more I continue to grow and develop, the more I continue to show up in a different way than what I've ever shown up for before. And so inside of this whole week, it was absolutely amazing experience and amazing process getting able to get really clear and engaged with the people there. 
like being able to see how muscle testing actually works, being able to see how energy interacts, being able to see how um, like thought field therapy, quantum physics, being able to talk through like algorithms and bilaterals, going to EMDR, like all this different stuff, how it all affects mind, body, soul. And how through engaging with all this, it helps people heal faster. It helps them work through problems faster. It helps them deal with things they're struggling with faster. And that's one of the things that I'm committed to showing up and to helping more people on a daily basis, being like, how can I help them heal faster? How can I help them grow faster? Like, how can I actually help expedite the process that they're looking for to be the person that they're called to be, but at a faster pace than what other people have been running? If that's you today and you actually want help in accelerating your life and who you actually are, then I want to invite you to go to rawmotivations.com. If you're listening to this, you might be a toxic person. You're like, hey, I've been an abuser. I've been a liar. I've been a cheater. I don't really know what to do. Then go to my website, rawmotivations.com, click on the 101 and click on the man. Okay. There's a men section. There's a women section. Okay. Both are separated. The men is for liars and cheaters. The women's section is for narcissistically abused. Like the people that are like, hey, I don't feel like I even know what's what, what's real, what's wrong, what's right, what's up, what's down. Like, how do I actually heal from all this? I'd love to be able to invite you to be able to take a look and be able to see. Uh, If you're in the place where you're a woman that's trapped in a toxic relationship and you're like, how do I actually get free? Then I invite you to go to rawmotivations.com slash webinar. And this is an hour long uh, thing that I put on every single week, helping show people the tools and the systems to actually be free from toxic narcissistic abuse. If that's you and you're stuck with that today, then please go to rawmotivations.com slash webinar because I'd love to be able to talk to you uh, right now on Mondays, typically at like 3 p.m. Eastern. I'd love to be able to talk to you and work through what's actually going on, like what's happening in your life, what's showing up on a day-to-day basis. Uh, Because if we can actually help you rewire your mindset, you can actually be liberated from the stuff that you're feeling, the stuff that you're thinking. So if you're stuck today and you're like, hey, I really want to be free, then let's talk. Love to be able to help you move forward in the healing, in the growth, and in the development. Hopefully this has been helpful. This is uh, just another podcast episode that we're putting out, helping you see just the real shit behind the curtain of me, what that actually looks like, what that feels like, and hopefully giving you permission to reveal and open up the door in your life of the things that you need to work on, of how you're going to show up, how you're going to heal, of how you're going to grow, how you're going to develop. And if I can help with that, please go to realmotivations.com. Y'all have a wonderful and a blessed day, and we will see you guys next week.